Welcome to the Trinity Techcast. This is episode number 53 and I am recording this after the fact because there was an audio glitch on the um on the first recording that I needed to fix. So um this is me letting you know that what you're about to hear next is after we started the conversation and we were talking about we're talking about what we was doing on Carnival Weekend and somehow we reached the point where um, Redbit was working on our Oracle server or learning how to use Oracle Cloud or some kind of thing like that. And we were talking about Oracle and AWS and yeah. And all our conversation just kind of get like frazzled because my microphone was fighting me. So yeah, so whatever you hear next is <laughs> just the, the initial conversation where we said hi, hello. And that we did absolutely nothing for Carnival besides work on techie stuff. So let's jump in. So yeah, Oracle um Oracle kinda cool when it comes to handling um cloud storage because Oracle was like a database champion in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then AWS just come on I don't know, steamroll everybody. How? How how do yeah, I mean, cause I think any any as I was saying, but we had some technical difficulties. I was saying, um, in the early days, I don't think they set out to be like a cloud provider. They just had some extra computing, um, capacity, and I was like renting it out to this company, and you know, and then yeah, it started to grow, it started to scale, and the companies wanted to come on board. I think that started in like two thousand six. So at that time, the cloud and moving your stuff from on-premise to the cloud probably would have been unheard of, you know, but then, mm-hmm. you know, the, the cost and, and the speed uh, at which things become relatively more more um, affordable, you know, it's become, start to become more and more feasible and, like, it is actually more, what to say, but it's, it's, for the most part, it could be more cost effective to move your stuff to the cloud. It might mean that some people's jobs would be at risk, potentially at <laughs> risk, you know? Okay, you don't need somebody to be there at like data center engineers and people to yeah. physically look at cooling and all of that, you know? They will see about all of that. Well, you know, I guess, you know, that is part of how the thing does go. Hey, car, car avoid it, car run from it. Yeah, gotta embrace it and make it work. <laughs> yeah, so I guess, I guess moving stuff from on premise to the cloud was like the first, like not the first, was like something similar to AI, where you know new technology and capability have an impact on people's so, jobs. All this, all this, all this is to say that this is how you spend your carnival weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and well, this weekend too, and I was get up early sometimes to do it. So, so yeah, you have that, you have that inquisitive it. fire, you know, that you, yeah. that you had when you was younger. Like, you yeah. want to learn this and you're, you're interested in to see what it could do. Yeah, yeah. I kind of have a carrot too, eh? so, you know, yeah, a <laughs> carrot and a stick. I have a carrot, I have a reason to... To look yeah, at yeah. it too. So I we, need to, <laughs> we need to we need to talk about the reason. What we need yeah, to talk yeah. about is what we're talking about tonight, which is um cybercrime enforcement in TNT. There's an article and there's a kind of uh summary that Chief um friend of the show, T Luxing did. 
in on LinkedIn, which I think is necessary because if the government is talking about action against cybercrime, then we need to actually check to see if the cybercrime bill is holding any weight or will hold any weight. We'll see how that goes. And mm-hmm. open AI Sora. We're gonna take a well for the listeners. It will be hard for you to see it, but we will describe as best as possible what is happening when we use the video AI that OpenAI has created called Sora. It it it's crazy. It it literally has has me asking some very difficult questions. And we had to talk about them questions. We had to talk about those questions even from our our Caribbean context. Because usually before the graphic editors was out of work, but now the video editors, they they might be looking, they might be looking at something coming down the pipeline very soon. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. All right. So let's go into our first topic. First thing that we're discussing, which is cybercrime enforcement in Trinidad and Tobago. So here's the article. I'm going to share it and of course read a little piece of it because it's. It was from the 6th of February. Um, we could have spoken about it before, but we didn't because we had other stuff to do. The Minister of National Security, Fisher Hines, has assured the government is taking swift and decisive steps to minimize the costly negative impact of cybercrime and threats to cybersecurity. Hines delivered the feature address at the opening ceremony of the National Cybercrime and Cybersecurity Sensitization Workshop on Friday, January 26th. And so it was last month, and they reported on this in the CNC3, I believe. And the name of the person that posted it was Newsdesk, because the, the, the person who did it probably used AI to summarize. I know, let's, let's not go there. Um, Minister Heinz noted, as a response to national cybersecurity threats, the government of Trinidad and Tobago, through the Ministry of National Security, established a cybersecurity incident response team, the CSIRT team, and they are presently working on developing a cybersecurity risk framework for the coordinated response and management of incidents in Trinidad and Tobago. However, the last paragraph is where we have to kind of focus. The minister said he anticipated a positive outcome from the workshop as it was designed to make stakeholders more aware of the cybercrime threats and more equipped to respond to those cybersecurity challenges as individuals, as professionals, as a region, and as an international community. Now, the problem, I, the problem I have with this, or the thing that I notice with this, is that in, in order for us to respond to cybercrime and cybersecurity, you can't just say, well, give people tax breaks and come up with a framework and all that, all those kind of things. You need to have some laws in place. And I don't think we have any laws in place to hold not, ev- not even the criminals accountable much less people who do cybersecurity malicious things from ins- with inside their organization with people's data and that kind of stuff. And I kind of concern about that, especially since the cybercrime bill was drafted in 2017 and nothing has happened. Um, yeah, and it that, that in itself is a... Is a you could probably see an issue because 2017 is what, seven years ago? A lot has happened that seven years, right? A lot has happened in that seven years. Look, just just in the past year or two in terms of AI and, you know, 
does that bill address anything with AI and how you would potentially deal with stuff in, in that realm? Does it, you know, does it speak to, you know, as you mentioned, um, leaks within the company, you know, and even probably before you look at the laws and enforcement in terms of cybercrime, you have to look at prevention, you know, look at assessing your current, you know, your, your current state of um, your cybersecurity infrastructure and, you know. Yeah. Those, yeah. One of the things that, that I noticed in the other countries is that in their cybercrime bills, they have things to hold companies accountable for when things happen. And if you don't report it within three days of finding it out, or if you don't report it within two weeks, and you, you don't give any sort of um, feedback to your your customers or your consumers, if you are a publicly traded company, of course, um, you you can get fined like real bad. And those are things that currently going on all over the world. And cybercrime is not just about attacking your criminals. It's also about holding companies accountable for all of the data that they have. And, well, we saw what happened with TSCT. They didn't really do a good job of disclosing and whatnot because they had no, they had no um, recourse, no, nothing to worry about if they didn't. And? Well, a couple of people get fired and... Who know? They had nothing to worry about government-wise, government-wise yeah, or fine-wise or... Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I, mean, I think Microsoft gave last the other day because they, something happened, and in three days they didn't disclose it, and I think they get a fine. Yeah, and I mean, fines and even, like, we don't really have a culture of, of people, you know, like, taking on companies, like, suing companies, like, civil stuff, you know. We don't really have a culture, you know. Hey, you make me data leak on the dark web, I want to sue you for so much, and you know. You don't really have that that cultural litigation, you know. So you just get away with a lot. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. In that aspect. So Shivam um, brought this up recently, which is on his LinkedIn page. He was saying that the proposed draft from 2017, which hasn't been passed yet in Parliament, uh, it covers a lot of things, uh, probably about 40 different things I saw. And there are some things that, very, for lack of a better word, generic in it. And let, 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 let's look at just a few, right? I'll just do every every fifth one. So clause five. Intentional unauthorized access to a computer system. Fine, $300,000 or imprisonment for three years. Conviction or indictment, $500,000 and imprisonment for five years. What, what they um, class in as unauthorized access to a computer system? I don't know. If I walk into a government office and I open up my email, is that unauthorized access to a computer system? Or is it um Yeah, it's not. <laughs> not I mean they, the, they have our appendix or something. I, well the whole bill there, this is this is a summary. So let me go to number yeah. ten. Committing any offense the committing any offense from clauses five to nine that affects or hinders critical infrastructure. Fine, two million and imprisonment for fifteen years. Who determines what's critical infrastructure? Um, is it destabilizing the legal affairs office? Is it, it destabilizing the licensing office? That's critical infrastructure. What is considered critical? Guess we had to read the whole thing. Um, number fifteen: 
identity-related offenses, intentionally using means of identification other than one's own via a computer system with the intent of committing an unlawful act. Fine, same thing, 300,000, then 500,000. Then they have violation of privacy, capturing, storing, publishing, or transmitting another person's private area image without consent where privacy is reasonably expected. It, it, I don't know, like, watch this next one. Maliciously sending an email message that causes damage to a computer system. That, <laughs> that's 2003, 2004 kind of. Yeah, like we passed that stage where, or maybe there is, we, we still at that stage where you could send an email oh, and cause yeah. damage. Or, or, Somebody click on something and download a, a virus, maybe ransomware. I guess these things have to be there because that's the baseline. But let me go down to number 37. Internet service providers offering electronic hyperlinks to access information are not liable or for illegal content linked if they promptly remove or disable the hyperlink upon receiving a lawful order for or after becoming aware of the legal content. Like, what? So you have, oh. you have something illegal on your site, quote-unquote illegal. You get told about it and you don't remove it in time? I guess... I guess, yeah. Um, search engine provider liability. Providers operating search engines that index internet-related content are not liable for the search results if they do not initi- initiate the transmission, select the receiver, or modify the information transmitted. I guess those things would cover a lot, but in 2017, this would have been adopted. Well, not adopted, but drafted. And seven years later, nothing else come from it. And so much things happen in between. So here are his suggestions. Provisions for emerging technologies, which is basically add something about Internet of Things, AI, blockchain. He put quantum computing. Probably I know quantum. ransomware. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cross-border collaboration in corporate clauses to facilitate international cooperation. Cyber incident reporting, establish mandatory reporting requirements for cybersecurity incidents or breaches by both public and private entities to enhance the collective response to cyber threats, which is what I kind of said earlier, which they do all the time. Penetration testing standards are like this one. Like, if you're an authorized penetration tester, um, do you have any standards for how you go about it? what the things you can and cannot do because if you do penetration testing on the government and leak some of the data, how will they know that the penetration tester didn't like take stuff in the process? And, and, and he added in this one, whistleblower, whistleblower protection. Introduce measures to protect individuals reporting cybersecurity incidents, vulnerabilities yeah, or breaches any, to authority. You see anything with protection and attention and that, I'll be very wary like... <laughs> Look at witnesses in Trinidad. How much time? I mean, to, it's a serious thing. Like, witnesses in Trinidad. How many times people are witnesses in crime and they turn up, either they turn up dead or they don't want to testify no more? Yeah, they're not coming forward. Yeah, I. Yeah. They, so, I think Trinidad probably too small to have that type of protection. I mean, in terms of witnesses, but whistleblower. You know, somebody always knows somebody and a threat might get me. And I don't know, we, we need to adjust some of our issues within yeah, our culture. Um, the, the, <laughs> the, real, the real thing that, that I kind of 
sticking on is the fact that it's seven years. I mean, there are many bills, many bills that go to the parliament and never see the light a day after because they're drafted and then stuff happens. So if they also was drafted in 2017 and they say to themselves, all right, by 2020, we launched this, COVID come, pow, yeah, okay, cool. And threw everything in a nutshell, in a, in a mon- trial monkey wrench in it, right? But when he speaks and says in the article that there will be... Um, was the word by action against cybercrime and there are no laws it is really a toothless bulldog kind of statement i i will ask you a question so this get drafted in 2017 right yeah do you think if tst wasn't hacked last year that this would have even been a conversation in terms of trying to you know it probably pass this bill or even hold people accountable for cyber crimes you think this would nah. have been a topic. You think this article would have been written or that you um, would have this workshop? I think there would have been... If TSTT was hacked alone, then no. Mm-hmm. But, the, but the fact that it had the Massey one, it had the Price Mart one, it had the Courts one, and those things kind of led NIS, up to it. Yes, NIB. Yeah, NIB. Those things definitely compounded it. But if it was just TSTT alone... Nah, doubt. That would just be like a, a nine days, die, as you say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the, all of those things, yeah, they, they, they forced them to do that. And the fact that the cybersecurity incident response team exists is a good thing, I, I, I believe. I just, I just don't know if them putting a risk framework for the response and management of cyber incidents will make any sense if there are no laws yeah, and I mean, for them to run after, yeah. what I want to say too is that TTC, what is it? CSIT. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for the most, I never really met anyone there, you know, but I would think that they have competent people within there. But from, you know, from here and how things are an experience, you know, when you're working within the government framework and in the public sector, you will, you could have, a lot of good, um, good, you know, good ambition, and you know, mm-hmm. you could have the drive and you want to make change. But once you're operating within the that the confines of the government, a government system, and the public sector, you know, it don't always move at the same speed. You would want, alright, let me do this. We have this policy, let me push it, like you know. But when it comes to actually making things happen, it have a lot of hoops to jump through and red tape and. You know, so I could, yeah, I could imagine. I, I could definitely imagine if, if anybody working there and they want to talk to us, we, we will to the interview. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, I, I feel the, well, they, probably they probably wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, they will admit yeah, as they much, you know, can't really, yeah. you know, you're still looking for your former I'd person. I still want to talk to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd still want to, I'd still want to talk and at least hear what the plans are. Maybe, you know, you could give me all the press, all the, all the PR statements and whatnot because. Mm-hmm. I genuinely want to know that it exists and that there is maybe a plan and, and maybe then we could put the rest together and say, well, yeah, yeah. red tape, red I mean, tape and this, all that. This bill in itself is probably um, an example of that since 2017 and there. So that mean it probably take, what, three, four years <laughs> for them to actually put it together. So this bill is probably for, what, 2015? You know, I think maybe so, yeah, tw- yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. 
So it probably so it's really maybe um, maybe it was from Estonia too. <laughs> yeah, so the whole process needs to speed up. It can't just be. Uh, it's more more or less a reactionary thing. It looking like you know, instead of all right, this is something that developed nations supposed to have. We live in a living in a highly connected and you know we trying to move the, the country forward in terms of technology. This is our area we need to focus on. Let it move it forward. Instead of, you know, you wait for the bandit to come, come into your house, then you starting to look at home security and burglar proof and mm-hmm. after the fact. But, but I'll leave that never end. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we will, <laughs> we will go with that. We will, we will go with that. So, all you could um, go on Shifam Tilaxing's um, LinkedIn page and it's available for you to see there. You could download a copy. Okay. Yeah, but you have the Google Drive link there, and you. What could. about um? What about your LinkedIn page? Can we go there and see anything? That I have one friend, not two friends. <laughs> you, you and Shiva, I thought two friends. <laughs> I connections, you call them connections on LinkedIn. <laughs> well, <laughs> sorry, that just shows my my LinkedIn skills. <laughs> yeah, I suck yeah. at LinkedIn. And um, I think I'm going to continue to suck because um, if, if if LinkedIn was a New Year's resolution, my user, my New Year's resolution has failed at the appointed time, which is by the end of January, I realize now. Nah, I know. Yeah. I think I will go through that. But we'll see how it goes. If I could get one of my employees to do it, then mm. it will make sense because I don't post anything on social media, like personally from my phone. All uh, mm. Everything is scheduled and organized and laid out so i feel i probably had to do that with linkedin but that is a that, that would most likely be a july issue yeah so with linkedin you had to engage to like if somebody yeah. respond you had to you know you had to yeah, respond yeah, yeah. as you, you call somebody as you respond i guess no well as as reply to comments but i just don't post like yeah, yeah, yeah. as as when i get notification of our comment i'll try but that's enough about my social media failures. <laughs> we'll talk about yours next time. <laughs> hey, next thing we're going to talk about after the break is uh, OpenAI and this thing they call Sora. Sora is the, the video version, creating video from text. And it's a bit, um, it's a bit scarily amazing. That's what I'm calling it. So we'll be back after the break to talk about that. In today's digital age, every business is a strong online presence to reach new customers and stay competitive. But not every business needs a complex website or a full-fledged e-commerce solution. At Make It Simple TT, we understand that every business has unique needs and we offer a range of tailored solutions to fit those needs. Over the years, we've helped many businesses. Our services include website design and development. We create a professional and user-friendly website like these that represent your brand and drives results. Invoicing and payment processing. We can streamline your billing process with a user-friendly invoicing system that integrates seamlessly with most payment gateways and you can receive online payments easily. We also do automated order forms, which allows you to collect orders online and customer information effortlessly and send back automated emails, notifications and reminders and then you just have to make the sale at the end. So you can contact us today to learn more about how we can help make your business more successful or you can visit makeitsimpletv.com forward slash business. So we're back. Um, OpenAI Sora. 
Now, for those of y'all who are listening, you probably want to go and find the clips online and look for the Train Techcast YouTube link um, to watch the videos because we knew it was coming, but we didn't know it would have come this good. Open AI, when they came out, 20, 20, 22, Two. they burst on the scene. Yeah. yeah they, they burst on the scene around November 2022 with ChatGPT. ChatGPT would have been a text-based prompt that you put in and it will give you back a text-based response. Sometimes the text-based response may be in a format of a table, might be in code, might be in... Um, just plain text. Yeah, just normal, just plain text, yeah. But it was really good at code and really good at plain text and paragraphs. And sometimes you might get a table. So it was able to format the data in ways that were useful to the to the prompt that you gave it, which is good, which is cool. Um, there's something else called Midjourney. Midjourney was the photo version, but that wasn't from OpenAI. Who made Midjourney? I don't a, recall, I don't recall. But I, yeah, I mean Midjourney is the yeah, then Dali. Dali is the one that um OpenAI worked on. Dal dash E. That one is yeah. a video uh image generation tool also. And well, people are genuinely like asking themselves, okay, how good could AI generate images? And we realize that AI could generate pretty good images. Um but what 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 we notice is that they were stealing images from the internet. People like um, Getty Images sued them because they literally was seeing the Getty image inside <laughs> some of the AI-generated stuff. And Reuters and things. Anybody who take photos and use them in news or whatnot well, basically was vexed with them. And they created plenty of images. Now, we knew that, well, the next step up from getting images was to go to video. The problem with... The problem with videos I had to ingest a lot of video and ingesting video on the internet ain't really that hard anymore because of apps like um, YouTube for the most part. But then Instagram, TikTok, they were very video focused from like 2016, 2015 up. So there were a lot of videos on the internet and um, basically nobody, none of those social media sites allow you to own your video. Once you put a video up, it's available and searchable on the internet and it could be used at any point in time. There's no copyright for it. So ingesting all that video was fairly easy. So they ingest all the video now and now this model could take a prompt and create a video from it, which... Yeah, and I think uh, you, could, you could mention like a year ago, I think... There was this video I saw on, on Twitter, like a year ago, it had a video with Will Smith eating spaghetti. You saw that? Yes, I remember and that. And it yeah. was, yeah, it was like, you could, like a, 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 a five-year-old could look at it and tell, yeah, this is not real. That could, that, you know, that's to tell you how absurd it was looking, you know, it, could, it, it, it didn't look real at all, it, you know, and the jump from that to now in less than, a, well, in, within a year. That for me is the big, one of the biggest um, things as well, you know. Apart right. from yeah, looking, it could, it, you almost can't tell if you're not really looking at the individual pixels or the individual sections to look to see, you know, something wrong. So I read, off. 
Yeah, I read up about it and they said that there have been many other image generation, like video generation AIs that have been mm-hmm. available, but they could only do like five seconds or seven seconds for the most, right? This thing generating 30 second clips, minute clips and whatnot. So let me just watch one, right? And let me tell you the things I notice and well, you could tell me the things that you notice as we go along. So this things one- that are, Things that look good or things that are off that are probably off things that were generally generally supposed to be off but they had they did it they nailed it right okay yeah. so the prompt is a stylish woman walks down to uh, a tokyo street filled with warm glowing neon and animated city signage she wears a black leather jacket a red a long red dress and black boots and carries a black purse she wears sunglasses and red lipstick she walks confidently and casually the street is damp and reflective, creating a mirror effect of the colorful lights many pedestrians um, many pedestrians walk about. Full stop. That's the prompt. So watch, watch what's happening here. So she walk in, and one of the things that usually happen in the, in the background, the AI doesn't really handle the background very well, and it has a lot of weird artifacts and people with three legs and four hands and things. But everybody in the background is an actual human being. I'm not noticing any artifacts in the background. Um, another thing that AI usually struggles with is reflections and light, but the water puddles on the ground, they are reflecting the actual buildings and you could see that the, the buildings are moving behind and the same colors are being reflected. And then it's kind of zoom in. Wait for the zoom in. Right. You see them little gray hairs by her ears? Mm. AI wasn't handling that well before. The reflection in the glasses when she looks to different places showing that properly. Before that, I'd just be a straight plane of glass. And the wrinkles on the face, the, the, the details in the jackets, the fingers, usually they had problems with a lot of fingers and things. Yeah. Fingers I used mean, to look it not, awkward. It's not 100% right in this, like, her hand, if you look at her left hand there, you know, it's it kind of <laughs> too long. It looking a little too long. You know, but that just... Her, because her like, thumb looking a little long? Yeah, this like the space between her hand like that. That look a I, little too long. I, okay, all right. You're looking like a crab claw, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know. So, but maybe like the av- like we right now we looking at it knowing as AI, but on the internet the average person scrolling and looking at this, they're not gonna be nitpicking and look. You know, they would gener- could right, generally I want, think I want to that next is one. AI. Yeah. Watch this one. Well, we know that mammoths still exist. But if this was a scene from Ice Age or any animated um, cartoon show or whatnot, yeah. they, they nail it? What? Yeah. Well, even the powder or the snow. Like, so I have, no, I have no doubt that people who are into animation and and people like Disney and all those all those places, mm-hmm. they're gonna jump on this like Yeah, you're like, gonna like a bread. See we all the say yeah, all them programmers, you know, you wouldn't need have no need for any next ten years. Animators. Yeah. <laughs> um and it, like just like how programmers had to have to basically learn how to use AI to save their programming life because when you go to jobs and whatnot they'll ask you okay so how would you use ai to help you code mm. the, the same thing gonna have to be for animators and graphic designers we're like okay how do you plan to use ai to speed up your workflow or get things done now what this could do is just like how 
um, ChatGPT could give you ideas and give you like a start on something. Yeah. These prompts here could give people a start into their um, animation and say, okay, give me a concept of a character who does so, so, so is X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. And then get like four different videos and be like, okay, I'll think we will design around this character. And then they can yeah, start yeah. to draw and, and build instead of having to go through the creative process. However, yeah. a different thing that's happened with video, I think, which is what I want to bring up. Like images, they're static and you could see certain things with an image and, and create a lot with one image. But when it comes to video, creativity takes a, a, a different spin because of, I'll tell you why, camera angles. Like the angles that you portray something from. Like sometimes I was watching a documentary about filmmakers and Martin Scorsese and all the people who used to do um, those movies in the early 70s, 80s, and 90s. What made their movies really different, which is totally correct, is the camera angles that they chose to use to portray certain things. And where we, where we always try to go with AI is, okay, what are the things that an AI can't do and you need a human for? And my argument is camera angles. I don't know mm. if it'll be able to, to do the camera angles, even though it's doing the reflection real good. No, I think, probably. like, I think I saw some where it told you, like the one you were sh looking at with the kind of astronaut guy with the red hat, you know, it, it yeah. said the prompt was, um, a, a movie trailer of, featuring uh, yeah. adventures of a 30 year old spaceman wearing a red wool knitted helmet, motorcycle helmet, blue sky sold as a cinematic style, shot on 35 millimeter film with vivid colors. Yeah, so it had some, and you know, it had one scene overhead shot and drone footage, and you know, so I think it could probably prompt it, it could tell it what type of camera angle you want, and it will try to do it. Right, well, so try and succeed might be might be tricky because as mm -hmm. i said with a picture it could succeed very well because it's a static image and it could portray whatever it needs to portray but when it comes to video the storytelling of the camera angles matters a lot and i don't know if filmmakers will have to well filmmakers will be too scared or worried because mm -hmm. i think it's going to be fed a lot of generic content and the generic content is hard to... I don't know how the neural network... I don't know how the large language model will work when you say, give me a attractive camera angle or give me a, a, a gripping camera angle or mm -hmm. a the money shot or some kind of thing like that because now the context of the video has to be tied into some sort of text and i'm not too sure if we have video and text in such a way where somebody puts up a video and says oh this video is so wonderful because the camera angle is showing the emotion of the person because the ai will have to find all of those things too so yeah. it's and i mean apart uh, from that as i was mentioning before you just you limit it to one minute Right, so we that alone in itself, we you could tell right, we some way of of this actually being used in a movie or or an ad or whatever, you know. So the time, the time limit as well as audio, 
if you want, you know, right and right now it just most of them is like slow motion, you know. So if you want like a sixty frame per second shot, or you know, or if you want somebody talking, that type of thing. So right now it just it it very. I think it's still in the early stages, you know. Well. I think this is what they're showing us and the the one that they want to sell to the movie people, they have it already, you know. I feel mm-hmm. I feel it exists and they'll just be like, um, yeah, 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 the one that we sell into Disney, that's Sora 2.0. And yeah. in order to get that, you had to pay large amounts of money. Yeah, I mean, like this in itself right now probably have use cases in terms of like B-roll, you know, in terms of you're doing a video, you're talking about a certain topic and you want a but you want um you want something reflecting that topic, you know, like an overhead shot of a of a um Apple Vision Pro. I don't have Apple Vision mm-hmm. Pro, <laughs> you know, but it could, it could make it seem like yeah, there's Apple Vision Pro on my table or, or somewhere else, you know, something like that. You know, people would think, yeah, hey, this one have Apple Vision Pro, boy. <laughs> All right, okay, fair enough. No. That's the, that's the use case and the, the amount of time and the minute and all that, the B-rolls, I, I, I agree with you there. I agree with you. Now let me talk about the big problem that AI is creating everywhere, which is copyright. Mm. So they're creating copyright issues because they're jacking the words from websites and using it as their own. So the New York Times, um, Sue Open AI, Washington Post, everybody who does articles and they like, listen, this thing, taking our articles, repurposing them and giving them to other people. And then the plaintiffs, well, the lawyers arguing, well, uh, Washington Post, that's exactly what you do. You go and collect information, you repurpose it, and then you write an article. So what's the difference? Because that's what media is. Media is collecting all the information, and then it's Mm -hmm. who who write the article better. So with the images now, Getty and um, writers or whatnot, whoever taking images, their argument is, well, it's literally taking our images and cutting and pasting Photoshop and whatever and creating a new image, but the original creator is not being cited and we take in whatever, whatever we've got, right? So when they start to do these videos now, if they start to take people's YouTube videos or if, they, if you see like a Ferrari that, if you see a car that closely, closely resembles a Ferrari, but it has no branding on it, because the one with the the one with the um the SUV, watch this one with the SUV. Yeah, so it, yeah. You can make all the word out on the back of the SUV. T A N O V E R or G A N O V E R. Guess what they're trying to say? Range Rover. Mm. <laughs> but can't say Range Rover. Yeah. So it could be the exact likeness of the vehicle, but the branding would be different. Do you think these vi- these people now are going to be upset with their video, um, their video content of their actual machine or device or car or whatnot? Will they be upset because well, it jacking they, their stuff? They would probably need to make it. They need to have some way to make it not resemble the original too closely, you know, because I think that's where the law will come into place. If somebody on the internet could watch it and identify it and say, that look like a Range Rover, however, that's where they will get into trouble. Because, like, 
like our references, GTA. GTA don't actually use real cars because of that same licensing and copyright issue, but right, they have okay. cars that resemble some real cars that, you know, you could kind of tell, but it is not exactly the same thing. So okay, I guess yeah, something uh, yeah. similar would apply. I guess, yeah. But will the, will the AI, the large language model, know to not <laughs> do that? I don't know. I don't know. You know. Uh, and let it, me say, it, it had um, it had hallucinations in the text based one. So you yeah, know, so it this could one. hallucinate in the uh, it could yeah. hallucinate so, in the video one too. And next, apart from you know the commercial side and copyright, and next part of it is the whole ethical and you know ethical usage of it. So, I mean, at I don't know if you're aware of the whole Taylor Swift incident. We had that whole Taylor Swift incident with images and whatever, right? Right, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, so stuff like that. If you're, if you're using someone's likeness, if you're prompted to use somebody's likeness, you know, and, and it, it, it used them saying something or doing something, you know, that would put their reputation at risk, you know, it, to, this is our election year. Next thing, you know, it's say use Joe Biden. So how far will it go before it says this, no? So how far will it go before it know. says well, no? I can't use people's likeness. But who, right. who's a star and who's not a star? Right. So this kind of come back to like what I was talking about the other day. Let me say, okay, open AI and whatever, they would put stuff in place to to you know to to handle this to you know put certain controls in place to make sure it do um it do compromise or do stuff like that for certain say certain people right mm -hmm. but on the other hand if you have an, if you have other company or if you have a group of people who developing something competing you know somebody who's who's, a, who's not an ethical person right they could potentially be developing a tool like this that will put people you know, the whole deep fakes thing that could potentially put people in compromising positions or whatever. And, you know, you'll be none the wiser as you was looking at these other videos earlier. You know, if you're not looking for AI, you know, how could you tell that is real or not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're going to have to get, a, get a, um, a, a video AI detection, like how it had the text-based AI detection. I hope, I hope that they to put some policy in place to do that um, because it will, it, it has to go forward. We have to go forward with it. It's mm. just, I... Yeah, it had the good, but it had the bad as well because people will... I don't have no doubts people will like the whole Taylor Swift thing. People will try to use it for, you know, <laughs> things like that this, are this not one ethical. Has a prompt. This camera rotates around a large stack of vintage televisions all showing different um, yes, programs, 1950s sci-fi movies, horror movies, new static and 1970s sitcom, etc. set inside a large New York museum gallery. Are they... Are they mimicking certain shows or are they actually showing the shows or they're showing something close to what the show would have looked like? And if they're showing a, a, a show, is do they have the copyright to 
to yeah. put the clips inside and I think it, yeah. it wouldn't be showing the exact show. It'll be showing something similar to something that should be within the 1950s. And then, and then Paramount Pictures or Disney or Columbia or Warner Brothers will come and say, hey, you can't do that. Take it on. And yeah. that is, that's where we're heading. And I where where it will where it will affect um, us for the most part is in our our film industry is very underfunded and more than likely the Caribbean filmmakers and whatnot going to jump on this to create their B-rolls. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, it could be useful. Uh, it, would, yeah. it would be very wise for them to, I mean, we could get plenty beat scenes and a drone, a drone flying along the beach and all them kind of stuff because we are here. But if you want to create some other scene and you had to travel to some other place to get our footage, you'd be like, uh, no, we could just put in our prompt and, and get the footage. But next thing you get the footage and it it was fed our prompt and it gathered, it hallucinated data of the, I don't know, the British Crown Castle, whatever it is. And you're not supposed Buckingham to have Palace. any- Yeah, the Buckingham Palace. And you're not supposed to have any footage of that because drones are supposed to fly there. And then you're like, well, yeah, that's, it's just our regular palace. And then they're like, no, that is the Buckingham Palace. You cannot put that in your show uh, without proper licensing. Mm. And then we'd be like, what? Licensing? What are you talking about? We're from the Caribbean. <laughs> and and uh, that, I feel that's where we might get hit, if, it, if we do get hit at all. But yeah. it's cool. I, 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 I welcome it because it will create... It'll create the ability to do better things with filmmaking and and ads and Yeah. I still like I think we probably some way off until we could we could start doing things at length. Well you you said probably already there in the background, but a, a before it get yeah. before it get released to the public, you know, things at length, audio and you know, stuff like that. Because like similar to Chat GPT. You know, it's it good for general, like at least that's my kind of experience with, pro, with say, programming or a technical issue or whatever, right? It's it good for giving you, like, general advice and kind of pointing you in the right direction. But sometimes you'll have, like, a real specific problem. It wouldn't really tell you. It it, cast, it wouldn't spoon feed you the exact, you know, the exact thing. Sometimes you'll like point in the right direction and you still out of going and do your own specific troubleshooting and, and stuff like that, you know? So for very, very like specific things and things that would make, make you know, kind of, you kind of need to put not just one and one together, but a couple of different things together and, you know, figure out the, the actual, so actual solution will cause any problem. You still need, you know, that human element, and then as as and then like film milk, filmmaking, as you see on the camera angle is different, you know, different the whole creative process. I don't think, you know, you could take away that whole creative element because sometimes, like you and me, it's just a feeling, it's a vibe, is a yeah, you, you think yeah, you could yeah. tell AI. You know, give it a, <laughs> a, vibe. a, a nice, yeah. I, I, I ain't trying to promote uh, no um, telecommunication yeah, yeah. network, you know. But. No, we don't need to mention it. <laughs> um, yeah, this, 
by itself is amazing. I ain't gonna lie, this mm. real amazing. The killer to this will be including sound. Yeah. If they could put sound in, I guess that's probably the next thing that they're working on because they're pr- probably sat in a board meeting and say, okay, next thing we're gonna try to do is sound. If they could get sound to go into it to match the video that you're seeing, yeah, yeah then we're going through. <laughs> and like if it could get like you know with other with other technological tools right the the models does feed does feed the models with a certain with a certain group of people like a lot of times it's be white people so if it, if you ask a prompt like the prompt with a um a gray-haired man in his 70s or whatever it, it show you a white person is more or less have to Say a Asian person or mm-hmm. somebody from here or somebody from there. If I could, if I could tell it, somebody from the Caribbean or somebody from Trinidad, and it come up with somebody like me and you, you know that would be that would be good. I guess I guess if you prompted like that, it will probably pull somebody that like a colored person or whatever, you know. But it'll be interesting to see how it deal with different races and regions and stuff like that not just yeah yeah you know you know i don't realize mm. i think my dog was inside the studio you know <laughs> i see in paw prints on the ground when i leave this door open anyhow sorry that's um that's that's beside the point <laughs> yeah. all right so we'll see how this goes um if you all want to test it out go to a openai.com forward slash sort well you can't test it out but you'll see the samples that we're talking about of course mm-hmm. we'll have the um we have the, the link. links yeah and i mean the, those sure the ones they put on the website are probably the best ones <laughs> you know it probably had some crappy <laughs> ones <laughs> <laughs> they, they put some crappy ones, you know. Watch your watch crappy one with the, yeah, um, no. with, the, with the chair. Watch this one. Yeah, yeah, in the, um, yeah. The, the, chair, the chair morphed from a piece of plastic to, yeah. Watch it. Boom. Chair disappear. <laughs> and then the chair started to float. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the leg go. And yeah, it floated in the air. And yeah, yeah, that was kind of weird. And the chair <laughs> get the fall, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's at least to show you that there are failures. Yeah. There are failures. So I mean, this is what they chose to put public. Imagine the ones <laughs> in the recycle bin. Yeah, <laughs> recycle bin, TBT. All right, we're gonna take a break and come back with some funny news. Well, Wait, fun- it, you, you don't call it that no more. It's not recycle bin no more. Chop your tub. You don't, I don't call know. it that no more. <laughs> Just know what we just call it. I don't know. I. As per yeah, shift well, and delete, it, you know, like if I deleting something. Shift delete, you serious? Huh. Yeah, because I know when I want to delete it, I just want to get rid of it one time. So Ooh, I end up putting it in the recycle mind. bin, hoping that I'll go back to check it. No, I chose to delete it. <laughs> <laughs> you brave. Like, I I used to do that. Now and again, I was like, nah, I'm not so brave. <laughs> but, Okay. I, I guess probably, and then after a little bit, I'll go and review everything, and then I'll be like, "All right, empty trash." I, I just used, I used to do that, and then I used to just realize, yeah, deleting everything anyhow, I never had to restore anything because, I guess, uh, when I delete, well, I delete. Um, knock on wood, not to. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I probably, I'll do it on the drive, yeah, on the Google Drive. When we when we have clips and thing, I'll just press delete and I'll put it in the trash. And when yeah. I realize the drive getting full, I'll go and clear out 
once I realized that they need it back. Maybe yeah, I had to restore things online in the cloud, but not restore things from a computer. I don't remember that. But yeah. So next um next thing we're gonna talk about is the Trinidad and Tobago police service. I yeah, let me just go to the break and we'll come back because I don't wanna even give a preload about it. <laughs> Have you ever tried to order something online using a Visa debit card but you can't? Is shopping online something you always do already using a Skybox but sometimes you need advice on knowing what to buy or what will work? I'm Mr. Charles from Make It Simple TT and we aim to make technologies that solve problems in a Caribbean context. So we created Order It. What is it, you ask? What is Order It? It's an app and a website that helps you order it in two ways. The first way is if you already order things online. You're familiar with using a skybox, you're familiar with using a credit card, but sometimes you don't always have answers to certain questions, like which laptops will get a warranty in Trinidad, which phones will work on the Digicel network or the mobile network. So our app helps you order it. Every product that we list in the app, we will let you know the truth based on the experience of 20 years of ordering things online and using various skyboxes in Trinidad and Tobago. So here are some of the questions that the app answers for you based on the products that we list. What are the taxes? Why does it cost so much when I actually get it? What is dimensional weight? All these questions and more, we answer in the app because we want to help you order it. All you have to do is simply pick from our list of recommended items that we know and trust because we've ordered it already. Follow through the payment process, we'll order it and we can even have it delivered to you. So why don't you give it a try? Search for Order It by Make It Simple TT in the App Store or the Google Play Store or you can even go online to orderit.makeitsimplett.com and check and see if we could answer some of your questions and help you in the process of ordering it. So watch this, eh? You send this to me and I... I don't know how to feel, boy. Yeah, I don't know how to feel. I was, like, I was like, what's wrong here? <laughs> I don't know how to feel. So what we have in front of us, for those of you all listening, is a notice that was sent out on the TTPS Facebook page. Notice, all applicants who receive emails about the police recruitment assessment for Saturday, 17 February 2024 are advised of the following authorized email accounts for receiving information about the online assessment. Here are the email accounts. TTPS Recruit Assessment 2024 at gmail.com TTPS RecruiterSS01 at gmail.com, TTPS RecruiterSS02 at gmail.com, and it goes all the way down to TTPS RecruitSS05 at gmail.com. If you have not been contacted, please contact the recruiting office or at any of the email addresses listed above. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. What's wrong? Oh, yeah. What's wrong there? Oh, yeah. Like. <laughs> I given you five seconds to say out loud what the problem is. <laughs> five, four, three. No, you know, they're using Gmail addresses. Yeah. And at the bottom, to add insult to injury, they have their website listed as www.ttps.gov.tt. So there is a domain, folks. There yep. is a domain. <laughs> and they have resorted to using Gmail accounts with the most predictable... I <laughs> can't... <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I can't. TTPS recruit assess zero up to zero five, right? So what's stopping somebody from being like, yeah, zero six? Let me just 
you know, launch a full scale yeah, fishing yeah, attack. Please send, your, please send your payment to the following account yes, the process. Um, for us, for processing, because you're, you're, you can't, we, we now have an online payment option for your submission. Yeah. Please, blah, blah, blah. Or I'm not giving anybody any ideas because, well, this I can't build in pass yet, so... Um, you can't get charged. For, I don't know, but yeah. oh this, my goodness! This is advice. This is telling you what to look out for. This okay, is, but, but yeah, this is yeah. If I if I was uh, I would uh, let me tell you what I do. I would have put TTPS recruit access zero zero. Uh, be like, okay, hi, thank you for your application that was sent in. We didn't receive it properly. Please um, please upload a image. Um, take a picture of your thing and send it, and then boom, they send the image right. Then when they send the image, I'll be like, yes, thank you. We got your application. However, um, I don't think you got the information about the fee that you had to pay. Yeah. So um, All right, okay. <laughs> yeah, please let us know if you if you made the payment at the office. Obviously, the person that made the payment at the office because they didn't get um, yeah, contacted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them. So then they reply and be like, no, I didn't I didn't get the payment information. Oh, sure. No problem. Um, I'll have um, um, I'll go and speak to corporal whoever make up a name. And then reply. Yeah. And five well, emails I mean, in, you gain money. Yeah. So I mean, going back to the first topic, cybersecurity, I'm like, this should be our policy. Because when I said I send this to somebody earlier in the week as well, and yeah, the point of how Gmail and was like, yeah, to some other government offices does do the same thing, send things from Gmail addresses. So I mean, this it should be our policy. It should be a a, a government policy. Not just, you know, as communications, whatever, but in terms of cybersecurity, let things come from our official government domain, not a Gmail or Yahoo, or, you know? <laughs> that, I mean, we laugh real plenty, yeah, but like if you show, <laughs> if you show anybody this, uh, like, you could imagine the US government sending something from a Gmail address. Or oh, no, the, the, the NYPD or whatever. You know, the FBI. <laughs> FBI at gmail.com. That. Like, they're supposed to get markers spam. It should get markers spam. Yeah, I hope. Well, I, I don't know, but. I mean, we, no, here the, here the other question, right? Yeah. Here the other question. Why do they have six email addresses for this one assessment in 2024? What, maybe 15, gigs, have, 15 gigs of storage is not enough? Maybe they have five different assessments or so the, something like that. The, no, it says if you have not been contacted, please contact the recruiting office at any of the email addresses above. Any. Yeah. So you could send an email to 05 and you'll get your information. Or you could send the one to the 2024 at gmail.com. Maybe there are five people and the one them checking one mailbox. <laughs> so that, I don't know. I mean, that, I'm trying to think that, of some that reason. May, that may be so big that it 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 need a chair to sit on because that may be that may be real heavy. <laughs> like that's somebody sitting down with five five instances are Chrome open and each one of them have each one of the Gmails open. Or 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 if this if, if let us know. Hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. They have one Gmail account, which is TT Recruit Assessment 2024gmail.com. And then they add the other five as pop three accounts inside that Gmail and managing them with labels. 
technology. Nah, you're giving them yeah. too much. If probably they <laughs> give them too much credit because they're doing something like this. Right? When you're trying to do something like this, nah, yeah, they keep it simple. Right? But all right, so it, it, no. happened, it happened already, right? So why? Why you think they do this? You think they don't have enough email email accounts to to do it from the domain it has some it has some type of limit you think it have a limitation on why they do it or this was just the easiest thing to do and let me just run with it it had to have it had to have a disconnect between the it people and the the office people now Mm. here my scenario my scenario is hey earlier we need the email address created for the recruitment assessment that happening um in January, the IT people were told in November. No, end of November. Yeah, here what has happened? They needed for January first. The IT people were told on Christmas Day. Okay, all right, and all right. Agent. We take that. That what has they happened? Were, they were told on oh, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve or something. Yeah, right. It was urgent, and then they was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll do that on the twenty seventh when you come out. Twenty seventh come, one man didn't come to work. Who have the um." who have the ability to create the email addresses in the whatever, um, the server, whoever they're hosting with. And they say, yeah, yeah, don't worry, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it from home because I could log in. He tried to log in, the internet ain't working properly. And then they reached the 28th and they was like, hey, all they create the email address? I'd be like, oh, shucks, way boy, John gone home, you know. When all you need that mm-hmm. for? We need that for Monday, boy. No, we need that for Tuesday. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it over the weekend. Yeah, and then over the weekend happened, and somebody say, we had to put yeah, something out, we had to get them an email. Yeah. Now, nah, but seriously, right? How long it taking you to create an email address? <laughs> Five minutes? Yeah, I could. <laughs> Even I could. if it's Google Workspace or Office yeah, 365. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, or even that, if it's a, even if you're hosting your own like CAC panel and you yeah, can, and you have email on the domain, so. that yeah, that's okay. Not even five minutes. I could do that <laughs> in three minutes right now, and spin up an yeah, email the, for the somebody. The longest thing, the longest thing, gonna be logging. The password. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You send them. You to send them the 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 password, and they had to change your password and login and whatnot. But yeah, no, I mean I like you logging into the admin oh, account. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's that gonna be the longest thing. Yeah, using these emails, that's not a good look. And I I don't know how to feel about it in 2024. So, thumbs up or thumbs down? <laughs> There's a heavy thumbs down for the, the police yeah. service, boy. If I could understand, if you are a small business, you know, start up your little cake, cake sales or you're yeah, yeah. your your, your selling chow or something. Medium to bit large size businesses that are still use Gmail to wear. Yeah. Now, well, I use I use Gmail for about a, a year, a year on my um on my business. Yeah. Best put like something dot the business name at gmail dot com. I mm. use it for like a year, but I always had the intention of saying, okay, once I reach to the point where we start to get like um clients and thing, mm. I'm going to have to create the official email and I created the official domain and well i created the official email with the domain and everything um by yen but yeah i did use it and it was viable it was useful especially when you want to log into certain things that and yeah. you have plenty of google services that you're using yeah you could have the gmail account eh? but you must have a front facing account i mean yeah. you must but, yeah but you were not 
the Trinidad Tobago police service. Police service, yeah. Somebody dropped the ball. Somebody fumbled real bad here. But well, yeah, it happened across other government agencies. Yeah, so we shine the light on the police service, but it happened in other places too. Don't tell me. Yeah. I really don't want to know. Because yeah. if I know, I would be further disappointed. <laughs> anyway, time for random story. All right, random story time. Let's go. After the break. If this is a break, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Random story in technology. What's the first thing that comes up? Videos generated from new OpenAI tools are real safety concerns. Well, we just talk about that. <laughs> like New York Times write about it. Forbes write about it. Business Insider write ab- um, about it. Yeah. They all worried about safety concerns. Okay, cool. iPhone got wet. Apple says rice isn't the solution. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's not huh? You have a painting in rest. Let me let me pause on that. <laughs> let me, let me like, pause on this a bit. Like long, long, long time ago before I was like there's no way Kelly said. You know, some yeah, when my like I was probably in school and something happened and yeah, you put it in rice, but after a while it's like, yeah, the rice probably don't do anything, it's just get dry. You're leaving it somewhere. <laughs> For and, yeah. and that and that is what really happened. You're leaving it somewhere. For a while, you know, in a dry area, most likely the water will evaporate. I I don't know. Okay, Apple's latest guidelines gently recommend gently tapping the iPhone on a soft surface to dislodge excess water droplets. The company advises users to leave their device in a dry area with a good airflow for several hours to allow any remaining moisture to evaporate. In some cases, the process may take up to 24 hours, but users are urged to avoid using the iPhone during the drying period. The hidden danger of rice is that, according to the tech giant, small particles of rice can become trapped in the iPhone's crevices, potentially causing damage to the device's delicate internal components. The risk, Apple says, far outweighs any potential benefits of using, using rice as a drying agent. Um, I put things in rice already. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I ain't going to lie to you. I, I stick a phone in rice for two days mm-hmm. because, like, rice does absorb moisture. It does. Like, it's supposed it. It, it has the ability to absorb moisture. But I can't find silica gel. It's not like every shoe I buy as we collecting um, yeah, yeah, yeah. silica gel. But what I did start to do with phones and things, I don't see a problem with putting it in the rice. Like, mm. nothing going to get lodged or yeah, stuck. Yeah, it, it could go <laughs> into the, into your charging port. Yeah, well, you put it in charging port first. I mean, second, like you put it in face in the other direction. Like, how are you gonna get lodged there and stick? Like that that rail, the other that rail though. Like they they say not that's the reason. Generally, um You know why they say that's the reason? Cause a lot of people just come in probably come in the um Apple store. With rice, with, with rice yep, stuck inside. With it. rice in the phone to the um Apple geniuses. Okay. All right, I agree. <laughs> I can see it now. Because if you put it in a um, charging port first, yeah. you could push it, you, you force it into the bag. And when you force it into the bag, it will, yeah, it will do. Okay, all right, all right, all right. But um, for like laptops, what I do is how to open up your laptop and basically expose your circuit board mm-hmm. for, but if the waterfall on the other side, like sometimes the way the laptop design the keyboard will just be holding the water, so you had to take out the keyboard and expose it to the top instead of underneath because no water really got underneath. Water really just resting on the keyboard membrane. Now. 
But um, I'm not against the rice. I'm not against the rice. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't tell you no. I just tell you be careful. Yeah. I, most phones waterproof these days too. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. I don't think it's a factor in, in modern phones. Yeah. And, and any phone bought after like 2016, 2017, where they have IP6, 68. Yeah, unless you're, um, you're one of those people where your phone screen always shattered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, once you get your phone screen replaced once, yeah, that means you lost your waterproofing. And I th- it had somebody who didn't know that. It's like, how? <laughs> my phone waterproof. I was like, you didn't just change your screen? Yeah. yeah, and they stick it back. I'll be like, no. Once they once you change your screen, you're waterproof and gone. It have no way you could replicate yep. the glue from the factory. Yeah. No matter how good that, no matter how good that person is, you can't replicate the factory glue. Who does that? Yeah, and nobody could guarantee that either. Yeah, yeah. that that real kicks. All right. Well, that was a nice random story there. Don't put your phone in rice, according to Apple. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're doing that to save the. They don't want you to come to the Genius Bar with yeah. um with rice in your phone because they will have to take it out and they can't charge you any money. I wonder if they'll charge you and be like, they have a rice fee. <laughs> I mean, it might void their warranty. Rice? Uh, finding rice in your phone. Yeah, come back no, to the void, Apple. Voiding the, the warranty store. will be if you open it up. Well, I mean, in the uh, first place, it's not supposed to be damaged by water because it's supposed to be waterproof. Okay, yeah, correct. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. But uh, you, you, and just get a notification saying it have water in your charging port. Don't charge now. Yeah, yeah, you just get a, yeah, I just get a notification it, like that. Yeah, if the device too hot. Oh, yeah, to, yeah. Like when I go, um, when I go to like the water parks and I'm gonna have my phone because, mm-hmm. um, it will tell you don't charge now or you cannot charge now. There is water in your charging port. Yeah, which is yeah. kind of cool. But, yeah. All right, so recap for today. We went through cybercrime enforcement in Trinidad and Tobago. 2017 was the last time the bill well was was drafted, and up to now, they're still talking about cybercrime, but there's no actual action taking place. And OpenAI Sora, we talked about it, went through the videos, got some implications, and then we spoke about the TTPS emails, <laughs> which was funny but sad at the same time and our random story happened to be don't charge don't, don't, don't use rice to stop your phone from um, from yeah, drying at least, yeah, at least that's with. Apple's advice but yeah, the official that's advice, advice from Mr. Charles <laughs> is yeah put it in with the, the charging yeah make sure the charging port face in the opposite direction yeah. it had nothing else for it to get lodged and, in and my official stance is I have no stance. Don't do it at your own risk. Because I'm not going to be liable. Don't come by me if you are in your phone. The official stance is if your phone get water damage, it's probably your fault. Probably. Look, <laughs> it could oh, be for- they have children. You know, nah, what can I... Okay, yeah, what? You had to put your phone in like more than six feet of water for you to get water damage is wrong. Maybe nine feet. Maybe it fell and then the child pick it up and put it in water. It fell, the screen get damaged, then you know. Alright. Thanks for thanks for giving us a one in five hundred thousand chance or something like that. It cracked and then they put it in water. That was yeah. more than six feet. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah, sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Alright, we overcame our technical difficulties and 
recorded all the way to the end. Yo, technical difficulty. <laughs> let's just know it's a, it's a team we have to, uh, it's okay, we have okay, to accept. Okay, okay. When, uh, your in, yeah. when your internet do work, I say we had technical difficulties, you know. But no. Okay, 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 okay. Right, okay. Right, Our technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, my name is Mr. Charles at Make It Simple TT. You will not see any social media videos from me in any way, but my YouTube is on fire with all the schoolwork for computer science and IT students right now. If I do anything on TikTok, it's because it's a clip from the podcast. And um, my co-host is... Redbit Tech, that's Redbit underscore tech. You know, and like the other day, right? I went on like business, like a business uh, meeting or whatever, right? And yeah. talking to the person or whatever. And at the end of the meeting, I was like, how come you don't make videos anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like that was the last thing I was expecting somebody to see, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I stop, I stop, I will start back just now, you know? It's just Liar. time, you know, time, yeah. and yeah, I will start back, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give them the false reassurance. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, so that's it there, folks. We will see you all next week when we find more things in technology to talk about. Um, see if we get some interviews on the inside. I really going to try and hunt down somebody from the CSU team. I'm going to mm-hmm. make it. I'm going to make it my effort to start a network with some people and ask them, you, you know anybody working in CSU? Yeah, yeah, but I know yeah. somebody working here. No, no, no. I want the CSU people. I want the CSU people. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're going there. Later. Thanks.